Targaryens are immune to grayscale unless Prince Damon gets grayscale in episode four, in which case you can come back here and tell me how wrong I am. It will be very good for engagement and you can just blow up my comment inbox. Totally cool. Totally fine. Uh, Reddit. 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 Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Comic Splash Pod. My name is Jack, joined here once again, and after quite a bit of a hiatus, with Tyler. Tyler, today we're going to be running through the new... I, 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 people don't want us to call it Game of Thrones, but the new Game, of, Game Thrones, of Thrones House of the Dragon show. So it's like Game of Thrones I, the title. Like the show it does. In the title sequence. But everyone calls it Hot D, because Hot D is such a funny, silly, funny, goofy name. But... <laughs> It is very good, but um, yeah, so we're about halfway through the season now, season one. I don't know how many seasons they're getting, but they're certainly going to be doing, I know that they're already confirmed for season two, so I don't know that I want to rate it yet. What do you think? Oh, no, we're not going to rate it. We're just, I, for this, this is a bit different for us. We're going to go with, actually, no, 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 we, we do have this from, from the Hawkeye playbook. We, we went with Listen. stars for how many stars you would give Listen. a TV show. <laughs> I can tell you for a fact, two people watched the Hawkeye episode. We are not beholden. We are not beholden to the Hawkeye we're not, rules. We're not stuck there, but I'm okay we, with We can it. trade new ground. No, no, no. I like, the, I like the system we did, though, which is we did five stars for TV shows, and at the very end for the season, we give it a one out of, t- a one out of ten. So you, yeah, can, okay. you can give it a half star. So, like, you, you, can, you can rate it on half stars for episode one through three. I really liked Game of Thrones. And I think I told you that this feels like season two, but it hasn't earned that like season three, season four gas yet. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a three and a half out of five. I'm going with a very similar to you, but a four because I agree it hasn't reached that gas, but it's getting a four for me because it's very clearly building that gas. And that's what I like. It's approaching the gas. Which, yeah, like I, I don't think... I don't know. I don't know that it could be a five in the first. Like I think almost like a ten out of ten Game of Thrones season. The first three episodes can't be a five. Like you need no. the you first need... two seasons can't be a five. No, yeah, yeah. You need to build there, and they're, they're definitely building. But also, what I do like is like they're building there, but they're also showing us stuff that I felt like it took way too long to get in Game of Thrones. Yeah, they're so they don't have the same writers as Game of Thrones used to have. You know, they kicked D&D off the project because of, I mean, rightly, because of the debacle that was season seven and eight. But they still have some of that old talent. And I forget the name of the showrunner. If you have it up... Sapochnik. I mean, I know Sapochnik, but the writer himself oh. worked on i think they let him go after season five but so he has he kind of he has the chops to adapt george martin's work so the, and the writers this one is this one's a little more interesting than game of thrones because they kind of remove george afterwards but the, the current writers are george it's ryan condale and ryan condale's the guy so Poshnik is also writing episodes for this season. Yep, but I think he's mostly doing like set work. He's yeah, a very set-based director. Yeah, no, well, he's also he's credited as a director, but the three of them are also all credited as writers for this season. Yeah, but uh, a very Sapochnik fight scene in episode three. We'll get to it. But um, I like that we got a fight scene early on, though. Like that was some of the Game of Thrones cinematics that like I missed, and I feel like if they had given me a Game of Thrones season one again with like no fighting, you can't do that when you're doing like a second series because. Because like I've already now been through enough Game of Thrones that I'm just like ready for the real stuff. 
So yeah, I you know what like, I really I like, want. Yeah, so I kind of like how the pacing of the show is already kind of fast, like how they're like flying through years. Because I know like the actual story, they have to spend so many years. So it, like it makes sense that they're fast boarding. But I like that we got action like early on. And it wasn't just stupid action. Like it was meaningful. They didn't kill anyone like important. Let's be real. The crab feeder wasn't a big guy. Excuse me. Craig is crab feeder. <laughs> Who did uh, confirmed had grayscale. And that was a house of harp. That was the harpy uh, mask he was wearing in that episode Trailer yes confirmed it very interesting Craggus crab feeder is cool because he only wears clothes that he's gotten off of ships he sank but that's how he got grayscale but it also told us that targaryens are immune to grayscale unless prince damon gets grayscale in episode four in which case you can come back here and tell me how wrong i am it will be very good for engagement and you can just blow up my comment inbox totally cool totally fine uh reddit reddit twitter uh, all all the good high traffic social media sites get at me <laughs> yeah because you see at the end of that fight like he goes in the cave and he comes out with just like the dude cut in half and he's just like holding him by the grayscale body he's just like yeah i did it and yeah, it's I mean, sort of they've set it up in the in game of thrones they'll say they'll like uh shireen no if you touched her you didn't get grayscale there's like two types you can you can be like active or dormant so maybe he was dormant grayscale maybe but i think it was also the targaryens are supposed to be just like a little bit magical oh, a yeah. little uh, like a little north a little north of normal but then um i don't want to focus too much on the fight scene because it was a small one compared to you know like a battle of the bastards or a hard home but it was but sick it was some it was very good very well done what i do like is we're getting a lot more court intrigue i feel like that was the big like loss as season six and onward went through was like there wasn't that much like backstabbery going on anymore yeah no one was like things got like it felt like it was there but when you look back i was like oh it's all gone like but we're getting a lot of that with like auto hightower in the like marriage subplot where corliss valerion's like i want to be the most powerful man in the world so please marry my 12 year old (laughs) auto hightower houses too like yeah they're all fighting for it like even just in so the that the high tower specific like storyline was very interesting i was like oh they're the ones plotting but then like last episode even on the hunt like we now have like the lannisters trying to do something there like they've introduced like a ton of different families that are like all trying to basically do the same thing which is like marry someone into the royal family so that they can then have control yep it's nice it's very good very early game of thrones which is what we keep coming back to here (laughs) yeah but i also like how they're setting up now, the problem I have right now is I have to walk on eggshells because I know everything that happens because oh, I've, to add, yeah. you, you've I've owned Fire and Blood for quite a while. I have one of the original copies before they got like the Game of Thrones branding on it and everything. Nerd. It's, hey, it was a gift. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, dude. Call me a nerd while we record our comic podcast. <laughs> Which we took the liberty of saying that Game of Thrones counts because it's in a book. Yeah, we same with Dune. We Dune. <laughs> 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 <our game. laughs> Is that how we're gonna show up? Like when we feel like recording something, we'll just like go back through its IP it, until we find a comic book. If it's book adjacent. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> so we could, in theory, review like ninety percent of all movies. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving it open. Leaving it open for the sequel. We're here for what we like. It's true. We will never leave and we will never die. 
back. I feel like I feel like we're a bit we're a bit all over the place here. Let's we're getting let's, in the goofy. We're getting in. We're getting some, in. The, let's add some. We're getting in the, the bad Doctor Strange podcast goofy mode. We're getting rambling. I say we just go right into the like. Um, we, we talked about like what we like so far. Without, yep. I think the first every Game of Thrones to me ha- has like a formula for for success. All yeah. the spinoff shows, I think, are gonna have to have this. You got one. Do you like the characters? Like, are the characters interesting? Two, is the political plotting good? Three, do they hit you with the sweet action scenes? So far, I like the characters. Specifically, Rhaenyra is very interesting to me. So is Damon. Like, they're both just cool. That's enough. Like, Jon Snow is cool. That's why Game of Thrones was sick. And the political plotting is there because you have the High Tower storyline as well as basically everyone else and the uh, Corliss, I think is his name, right? Yeah, his his yes, family Corliss trying to marry on like the seven year olds because they want power too. So like, and then like I'm already starting to notice like Christian Cole that was not a throwaway throwaway line where he's like they'd have to accept you as queen. Like I already feel like he's gonna be like her like royal guard enforcer kind of like Daenerys had a bunch of those in the past like, yeah they're, they're, he's getting I'm getting real Jorah Mormont vibes from him exactly yeah like you can start to see the little camps like building up of like who is who like uh Damon and Corlys working together is a bit of an alliance that they seem to not like each other while they were oh fighting. I love that I'll talk about that in a little bit that's one of my favorite things of this season so far but we're seeing like these little splits like the Lannisters are now trying to make a bid to like get into the royal family like we're starting to see like where the houses are aligning with who so that to me is good and then action scenes like we already got a battle that looked sick the Damon storming the beach some people have complained that it was like a bit like action movie don't care grow up that was sweet that's kind of the point guys that's the point yeah like it's supposed to be cool it'd be boring if like he was like set up the 2000 man march and slowly die (laughs) like that's not fun they set up in game of thrones originally too i I do want to key in. Dragon guys, grow up. Yeah, grow a, grow up. He's riding on like a sky snake (laughs) that breathes fire. Can't stand the realism Game of Thrones people. Like it's literally a show about dragons and magic. It has to be the real adjacent. It can't be real, real. Otherwise, it's just historical fiction. (laughs) It's like Game of Thrones itself, in like season one through everything on the wall. Pretty much all it did for us was prove like, hey, the average person that would be like conscripted, they are nothing to a lord because they've just had like years and years and years and years of sword training. Like he can he can realistically like take on the dudes coming at him yeah, in, in the fiction established in the show. We literally see at the beginning of the show, besides Christian Cole, he basically just mercs everyone in that tournament like with ease literally be like if you teleported me back to like 1980 and it was like, like all right put michael in war zone in like an eighth grade <laughs> pickup game yeah like so i'm all right with that and i like that like the only response to it is literally like stop sending infantry at this dude and just shoot arrows at him Which like they, get him. they get him they do get him but we're getting ahead of ourselves again but I, I do want to key in on that of like, A, I feel it's an unfair critique of that battle scene. B, it's fantasy. We're supposed to, it's not even just fantasy. It's literally power fantasy. We're supposed to be getting powerful scenes like that. And C, everything's too realistic nowadays anyway. Shut up. Shut up, bro. Shut up. Everything needs to be real. <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know. I, I can't think, like to me, that is Game of Thrones. Like those three things I listed, like they're already hitting on all of them. So you'd think like, oh, I give it a five, but I'm giving it a four because you know, like you gotta wow me. You gotta, you gotta earn me back. I'm still a little, 
That's the thing. Game of Thrones has lost me. I can't be giving them a five just because they gave me one little sniff again. No, but so far it's been good. Like I, I'm impressed where it's going, and I, I think we're we're both in the same camp, which is that we like the show. But I guess uh, I know you know how it ends. I know everything that is going to proceed unless they change a little bit. Well, that's the thing about the book you. is it's written by technically. Other okay. people's perspectives, right? So it's technically written by three people that all have like a different account. There's, if I'm remembering right, there's a maester who's writing very academically. There's like a court scribe who's writing stuff happening like in between conversations, stuff like that. And then there's just like the jester who likes to talk about like fucking and killing and killing and fucking and horrors and shit. Uh, that's from the book. <laughs> like... In the fiction of the story, it's really like there will be just like out of nowhere a scene that's just like very sexual. And it's like, what's that? And it's like, oh, it was written by the court jester who liked to talk about dicks and shit. George, back it's like, it again. okay, George, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you're doing a little. Yeah, so I know sort of what they're going to do, but they could also be doing like, if you've read the book, you've only ever gotten that like incorrect telling or that incomplete story. And then the TV show is going to be what would have actually happened had all this been real. Yeah, that's just going to ask you that. So that was my prediction. I, my, I was guessing that what we're probably going to get, I, I think it will differ from the books a bit, not even having read the books. My guess is that they're going to pull something of like, well, not, a, it's almost like in Game of Thrones, how like the... Like Game of Thrones, like a big part of it was the secret of like who is Jon Snow. I yep. refuse to believe that George doesn't realize that that was so useful in like making the show and the books interesting that he won't do something like that again, where he can just add something in there that's like, well, only these people would know what really happened. And I yep. have a feeling we're going to get something like that because there's even references in Game of Thrones to this show of like what happens. And my guess is like the public, like it'll be one of those things where by the end of the show, we'll see why the public has like a retelling of it that is different from what actually happens. That's my hope. Anyways, I think I think we're getting something like that. Yeah. The other thing we're getting a lot of in the show or hopefully going to be getting is in Game of Thrones probably a lot of things like this house has lost artifacts or like this is a mysterious place we're going to probably be seeing a lot of like the magical power of those places or like why things were lost there and that's going to give us a lot more to sort of theory craft game of thrones theories around so I'm super interested definitely a lot of potential stuff. because i was going to say that it's one thing I, I noticed that we haven't got yet like in early on in game of thrones we found out like daenerys was basically like a fire wizard like i'm sure we're going to get some sort of magic pretty soon by the end of the, yeah. probably not in the first season but maybe by like the end of the season but i'm, I'm excited for it the other well, thing with game of thrones is it is very much like magic on the rise again yeah whereas now it's magic at its peak about to begin its decline yeah so like in theory we should get like more of it because like the yeah. dragons are still all alive which like we haven't even seen all of them yet there we've only seen i believe it's like two dragons right yep We've seen there's ten Caraxes right and I forget Rhaenys's dragon's name. Yeah, I mean, anyways, we've only seen two out of the ten, so okay, I'm we don't name the dragons. Message received. Dragons. <laughs> it was hard to tell which ones they were in Game of Thrones, honestly. I mean, in Go the thing in Game of Thrones is they are literally just like the same model with like a little colors changed. Yeah, there is someone that is going to listen to this podcast eventually that worked very hard on those dragons, and they are going to get the hell at me. <laughs> But anyway, Tyler, before we go a little more off topic again, what what do you really like about the show? What's your favorite thing so far? Favorite thing? Um, I'd probably go with, this is a bit of a weird one. 
So I have absolutely no idea who this actress is who plays Rhaenyra. Mm. Am I right in saying she's basically like a nobody? Yes, it's a very new name cast. Yeah, like she seems like a very obvious to me now, like going to be Hollywood star. Like this is a breakout role. Very good. She's been very impressive to me so far. And like, I know that eventually we're going to get like the older actor actress because they're going to do the time jump. But she strikes me as like in two years when I'm going to the box office and spending the money, she's going to be in some dumb movie. She's going to be in Marvel. And we're going to be doing a Yeah, probably. That's probably the correct way to go. She'll probably be some stupid thing in Marvel. I hope not. I hope better for her. (laughs) <laughs> the hbo to marvel pipeline <laughs> the hbo to marvel pipeline that's very true but you know what i mean like she's been like for being a kind of like unknown which i think was a lot of the uh, good part of game of thrones was there were all these unknown actors and actresses that came out being really good so far she's already like really impressive yeah she's earning that like amelia clark daenerys targaryen cred for no reason amelia clark was very talented but <laughs> my favorite part or Sorry, did you get into your favorite part there, or was it just like yeah? I didn't, I didn't have like a scene. My my favorite part is more just that she's doing really a good job, impressive, yeah, and kind of came out of nowhere. Excellent. My favorite part is one specific scene. <laughs> it's the scene where Corlys Valerion goes to Daemon Targaryen and is like, "Hey, I hate your brother, and like I'm losing a lot of money. I'm getting pretty desperate. I need." And he thinks like you're a little crazy, and I can probably manipulate you into helping me because it will make your brother look bad. And then Damon like goes to him and is like, I'll do it. But just let's get one thing like crystal clear. You work for my brother. I'm not like becoming or anything. And all this is doing is serving basically my house. Do you remember this scene? Yes, that was That's actually probably I agree. That is probably my favorite it, scene in the it's show. Such a good like, yeah, we're doing like a little feud thing or whatever. But those two are old enough and have played the game enough to know like, yeah, at the end of the day, if something is threatening House Targaryen, like we're on the same team. Yeah. And if you come in and are trying to like scheme your way into a civil war, dude, I will absolutely kill you. I will 100% kill you. Because I almost feel like, I mean, other families like would 100% scheme against themselves. But it's like there is the thing with the Targaryens where it's like at the end of the day, like they'll have the dragons. And as long as they're together, like they are the superpower. And I did like how he was just like, let's not forget like who eats who. Yeah, let's let's bring it back. The other cool thing about that scene is Corlys Valerion and the Valerion family itself is of old Valyria. So the be, aside from the Targaryens, I believe they're the only other living Valyrian family. Yep. It's just they were never dragon like they were never like the elite of the elite they were always like you know if there's like the king of england then there's also like the lord of yorkshire or whatever like they were that and they just happened to be really good at sailing so when the doom happened they just weren't there and then they were just like all right well there's one noble house left we'll just follow them for a little while and so like they know what's up with the dragons like they know like yeah absolutely whatever happens like i'm on team targaryen here because i've seen her my family knows like what's good yeah but we also see like when corliss valerian is then trying to sell his daughter hey this is like pure valerian stock dude like i'm getting a little eugenicity on it but this is real shit like i'm i got i got a pure bloodline and like he he gets it's her to say that that's like his big lead in oh yeah i mean that's 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 always the targaryen thing they're like they're like more interested in like having children with themselves than anything else for some reason they got to preserve the bloodline dude they got to make sure that they have the absolute pure divine 
I kind of hope they go into that in this show because like that's something they never really explained in Game of Thrones. Like, because I know in the books it's a big thing, which is like they try to keep like the bloodline strong and they have like the connection with dragons. But even like the king says in that scene where he's like, "This secret about Targaryens is we're not special. <laughs> it's like we just happen to have the dragons." But I'd yep. like be interested to know, like, so then why are you guys doing all this weird shit? Well, no, it's like, yeah, I don't buy that. Like, Daenerys was fireproof. Like, you want to tell me yep. what's going on there? Like, I, I want to know. I feel like there is something going on with Targaryen bloodline where they have like some sort of because you know, like in uh, I always like kind of forget about all the magic in Game of Thrones. Like the fact, like the Starks, like like Bran was like a warg and stuff like that. Like, I wonder yep. if there's something going on with the Targaryen bloodline where like they just have some sort of magic, so they like keep weirdly having incestual families to keep that like pure power going i guess but yeah they actually do like they straight up do they are valyrians were just like a little bit magical because they hung out with dragons for so long that they're doing like low level warging to sort of ride the dragons that's how you get like if you get in trouble you hear like when Damon gets in trouble, you hear his dragon and shit. And then like, when, like when they have to hatch with the dragon egg and then the dragon will hatch with them and it's a bond for life. It's like, like this is my dire, war, dire wolf summer. And when I go to sleep, I warg into him. Like, Gosh. it's the same sort of deal. And then they get like immunities to stuff. Like it's hard for them to burn. Show, because that'd be sweet. It's very, very subtextual. George hates for all the stuff George being like tell don't show he's very much like show don't tell about magic god well fucking peanut butter man peanut butter fort man <laughs> anyways great job let's uh yeah very very agree now as we're nearing the back half of the podcast here what would you say is your least favorite part so far least favorite part i it hasn't been a problem yet but it is a fear of mine that because this show spans over so long that we're going to start getting things that feel awkward, like one of them. And these could be both awkward from storytelling to be just actually physically who can be the actors and how long it's supposed to have been. And it gets confusing when you're looking at the screen because they're using the same people for some of the roles. But like, I don't know if you noticed, like Corliss's son, like ages and like, goes from being like a nine-year-old to looking like the uh the guy from old spice who like rides the horse like all of a sudden he's like 28 and yoked so i do worry that we might have a few of those moments in this show like i've already seen that one and it was kind of like yeah george r R. martin wait that's him what george r R. martin is almost like famously bad with, with dates like he acts like the Targaryens are like this very, you know, like they ruled for such a long time and everyone talks about them like they've been ruling since antiquity. And then like, if you actually look at it, they literally would have only been ruling for like four, five life that, lifetimes, which is just like not that long at all. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the Targaryen family tree. There's supposed to be like eight generations between now and Game of Thrones and they said it's like 150 years. So I'm just like, How yeah, it's literally, it's, it's literally <laughs> like, it's the fact George is just bad with like dates and and num- he, he, there's this, there's like a throwaway passage in Game of Thrones where Sander Clegane wins like 40,000 gold dragon ever. And then someone's buying like a fleet of ships that is supposed to rival like the royal fleet for like 25,000 dragons. And it's like, all right, so you win one tournament and you can buy like two fleets. <laughs> Guess so. Like he's, he's just not at sort of like the hard like he hasn't built like an economic system and he really also kind of doesn't have to but then you get like weird stuff it's with not, dates it's not that i'm worried about it being weird for the show it's just that i worry like 
I don't know. I just don't want to have it. I just hate in shows where it almost feels like someone got recasted, but it's just because they try to like age up a character. And like, if they do it too often, they can just get disorienting. Yeah. I called you out on the, um, when you said like the multiverse wasn't going to be cool in Marvel and you were right. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to side with you on this one. I think that that could be a real stumbling with them. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. They might, they might pull it off, but <laughs> sketchy yeah, so far. See, the problem is I can't give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. No, you can't. But what's your uh, what's what's your least favorite so far? Episode three felt like I'm at the point now. The show almost feels like it's dragging a little bit. It's like we have the tension established. We know Rhaenyra's not happy about all the stuff with Alice being her dad, and then it's just like to show that we have to have like a scene of her like skulking in the woods. And then, like, Viserys talking about how, like, oh, my daughter doesn't like me anymore. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. You married her best friend and didn't tell her. <laughs> and it's just, like, they've done a very good job establishing, like, how that tension is going to start. Yep. And then, like, they were all, like, very in- into just the start of the tension. It's like, no, let us kind of, like, fill in the blank there. Like, tell a little more about the other stuff. Like, we need, there's supposed to be a civil war going on. Start showing, like, how other they're playing into that we get like one bit of it with the layers but all they're doing is basically saying like the lannisters are in it for themselves remember the show remember yeah. the show where they were like that and it's like okay See, yeah I but did. i want to know like what's like the baratheons take on all this i'll give you fair and unfair because it's only been three episodes like i think you have to at the start of a show kind of focus on a real core couple characters from scene yeah. to scene or else it feels disorienting but you give them by like episode eight, they can like later on in Game of Thrones, I feel like they felt more comfortable just zooming around the globe and like showing you different storylines where at the beginning they would try to stay like in a building or like in a town, you know what I mean? To like yeah. ground you and who the hell these people are. So I agree, but I also I'm going to give them I'm going to give them time to get there where they can show us more. Because I think right now, like even for this pod, I was like, oh, what's everyone's name? It, it takes a while to get like set in a game of thrones universe you know what i mean yeah i feel you maybe i'm being a, i'm trying to rush them a little bit i also think it might be the fact that you know who all these characters are so that is that is also a different experience for someone who's literally never seen some people are watching the show and didn't even watch game of thrones you gotta remember like it's gonna take us some time to be like yeah this is the characters like these are the dragons that type of stuff but yeah i think it's it's a fair it's it's, it's definitely fair because this show suffers from being both its own show and game of thrones next season <laughs> it's like whether they want it to be or not that's how people are going to treat it so they- to what i would call the batman problem which is you have a derivative work and you want people to just assume it's going to be just like that so you can do less of the legwork basically yeah i agree and we'll see what by the end of the season if that really does become the case but yeah i, I got some faith give them a little faith excited, nice excited to be watching game of thrones again though it felt good i was really skeptical at first and so far like i'm pretty sold on the direction it's going good yeah we did get the good like bros meetup going at your place with the like like chicken and the margarita. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we did a we did a meet up for the the first episode, or I second, second episode because we missed the first one. But like you missed the first I feel one. Like there Go hasn't on. been. Oh, I missed the first episode. Yes, that was. My yeah, fault. I did. I, but uh, but I do I do no. agree. I feel like there hasn't been Game of Thrones was like an event, and this Game of Thrones was like once like a week. You and your boys got together. It's I remember a making a shit ton of food in the world. Like everyone watched Game of Thrones, and I feel like we haven't had a show like that since Game of Thrones. So it's like kind of exciting to have that being a thing again. Yeah, it's like every generation has its show that like 
it just brings everybody together. And it's like, oh my god, we have to watch this episode. And I don't I don't think Thrones was that for our like I, I guess we're like pre Zoomers. I don't know what I would call our generation. We're we're like young millennials, old Zoomers. We haven't had our show yet. I don't know. I think Game of Thrones Game of Thrones was it. But I feel like this is just continuing Game of Thrones. Like I feel like it's the same it's got the same energy. It does have that good energy on it. I, I can't lie. Good energy but- and that we can wrap up i think uh episode one of we'll be doing three reviews of the season of game of thrones so we'll do another that's right it's a 10 episode. episode season yeah so we'll do one after episode six and then we'll do one after episode 10 awesome that then thank you everyone for listening and i guess we'll see you on... we don't have a movie coming out yet so it'd be episode viewing she hulk i i i won't do it no <laughs> Oh, we might drop Thor. To be we sure. might drop Thor. Allegedly dropping Thor, maybe. We, we review Thor. It's just not. We review Thor. It's just not very good. <laughs> we might let that slop sneak out. Sneak out so. But I, I want to make the point that we're not watching She-Hulk for the reason that everyone online hates She-Hulk. I'm not watching She-Hulk because it looks bad. <laughs> it looks awful. The CG it does, is it, literally crap. I can't. It, I it, it looks like it needed more time to cook. Nope. It needs so much more time. That'll do it. That'll do it for us. Catch you guys on the next one.